Well, I'd like to thank Ryan Stroop for writing that song for us today, just for this series to kick that off. Uh, what an amazing song. That, that could have legs. That could be famous. We'll see how, how that goes. Uh, you guys, I'm excited about this series that we are kicking off today called Mighty Hero, because the reality is every single one of us is called to be a leader. God sees us all as mighty heroes, and I want you to lean into that concept as we begin this study of the life of Gideon for the next five weeks, because I think what happens is we forget who we are. One of my favorite verses right now is 1 John 3, 1, and it just reminds you of your identity. At the deepest level, it reminds you of who you are. It says in 1 John 3, see how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. That is what we cannot forget. You and I are dearly and deeply loved children of God. And that changes everything. Because when I have Jesus, that means I have a future. That means I know where I come from. My life has purpose. My life has meaning. I have an eternal destiny. This is all because I am a child of God. I have put my trust in Jesus. And he is the answer to every question that I have and every situation that I will face in this life. That is who I am. I am a child of God and he deeply cares about you. And I want you to know today that God has a specific purpose and a plan for your life. He has given you gifts and abilities that he's given you specifically to invest in the kingdom and to help connect others with him. I mean, when I say that you are a leader, recognize that is the great commission that, that Jesus gave us. Every one of us as followers of Jesus is called to go, to make disciples in all the nations, to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, to teach them to obey all the commands that God has given us. And it says this at the end of that commission, remember this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God is saying, go. Use the influence you have. Go with the strength that you have and make a difference for eternity with, with the people in your life that you have influence on. And today the challenge is to walk boldly as a confident leader, not forgetting for a moment who you are, you're a child of God, and not ever forgetting the fact that you have a purpose, you have a plan that God has created for you. The problem is, is that if we're going to live into that, uh, that plan that God has for us, into that label of mighty hero, it means we're going to have to take some painful steps of obedience. And so the question I want you to just be thinking about today as we unpack this first story in the life of Gideon is this. I want to ask you this question. When did obedience drag you out of your comfort zone? Let's just stop and think about that. Consider the ramifications of that question. When did obedience drag you out of your comfort zone? This is really significant because I would contend with you today that God is wanting to take you places that you will only be able to go if you are willing to take a giant leap out of your comfort zone and actually be obedient. Follow who it is that he's calling you to be. Do what it is that he's asking you to do. And a lot of times that just means I'm being willing to utilize the influence that God has given me to help engage other people with his love, to connect people with him, to be his hands, to be his feet, to live into that mighty hero status that he has called me to, to live out in my life. And I want to ask you today, when was the last time obedience, it, it drug you out of your comfort zone? Because I contend with you today, that is where life is lived to the fullest. That is the life that God is calling you to be. And even though God labels us mighty hero, can we just be honest today? 
I think a lot of times we hesitate to step out of our comfort zone. We, we hesitate to be obedient to God because we buy the lie that the devil tells us that we're just not good enough. We, we label ourselves, we allow ourselves to be labeled by others, even labeled by our culture. And instead of walking confidently as children of God, as mighty heroes, we instead walk around with the labels just saying, I'm a failure, I'm alone, I'm rejected, I'm just not good enough. And instead of looking at ourselves as, as who we can become in, in the sight of God, as children of God, we label ourselves by all of our failures and we limit what God can do in our lives. We walk around with the label, I'm, I'm a failure, I'm an addict, I'm divorced, I've been fired. We carry it with the weight of all these failures, all of these fears, all of these doubts, and instead of walking into that plan that God has called us to, we hold back. And today, I wanna encourage you to lay all of those labels down at the feet of Jesus. I want you to, to be challenged today to walk confidently into who it is that God is calling you to be, and to use the influence that God has given you to lead. And I think a lot of times, even that concept of leadership can feel foreign. I mean, some of you in this room are, are leaders of a lot of people. You own your own business. You're a manager in the workplace. You have clear influence that's delineated in, in our culture. And some of you have leadership ability in your family. Some of you have nieces and nephews that look, look up to you. No matter what leadership looks like in your life, I want to challenge you with this today. The reality is, is there is someone in your life that you are a hero to. How about that? You are a hero. And to that person, whatever you say or do, it has an enhanced amount of value. It has a higher level of influence. And I would just encourage you today with the question and the thought of where are you leading those people in your life? How are you leading the, the people that God has placed in your circle of influence? Are you walking with confidence? Or are you holding back because you've labeled yourself a failure and you just can't possibly be a person who could be used by God. Don't let that fear or that doubt paralyze you. I want you to walk today with confidence knowing who you are and become who it is that God called you to be. I want to look at the life of Gideon. Gideon is a great guy and he is a great story for us to learn from. Now I'm just getting started so you can't start crying yet, all right? Just, just can we just be, I think that was an adult. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want to identify. Gideon Gideon is you and he is me. Gideon is a normal, regular guy. And, and what we see in the story of Gideon is someone who is completely overwhelmed by the setting that he finds himself in. And what we find in Judges chapter 6 is, is Gideon in, in the pit of despair. He is completely overwhelmed. And here's the setting for the life that Gideon lives. It says, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. These enemy hordes coming with their livestock and tents were as thick as locusts, they arrived on droves of camels, too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. I mean, this is the setting. This is the, the world that Gideon is living in. The Israelites are in a bad place, overwhelmed by some terrible people. They are just relegated to a life of survival. They are starving. They're, 
they are overwhelmed by these enemies that are within. And it's the result of a cycle that the Israelites go through in the Old Testament where they turn to God and they walk in his blessing and favor for a while and then they slowly turn away from God and the results come back to bite them because every time you try to do life on your own, you try to follow the path of your own making, it never leads where you think it's going to go. That path to destruction always takes you farther than you wanted to go and it will cost you more than you ever thought it would. That's just what happens when we try to live life on our own uh, scale and under our own uh, way of living rather than surrendering to who it is that God is and who he's calling us to be. And that's the cycle that the Israelites went through. And it's easy for us to judge that, but we fall into that same cycle in our own lives. We, we have to stay focused and surrendered to Jesus. Well, the Israelites find themselves in this terrible place. They're overrun. And this is the setting for Gideon's life. This is what he knows. For seven years, it's been starving and survival. That has been his daily routine. And so it says, when they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live. But you have not listened to me. I mean, again, the same can be said about us. We get ourselves in trouble when we stop listening to God, when we stop obeying his voice, when we don't let him drag us out of our comfort zones. It's easy to get comfortable. It's easy for your world to get smaller, and it's easy just to do what you want in the moment. But when I stop listening to God, that's a path that's going to take me somewhere where I don't want to go. And it's a slow path that's taken one step at a time, but you find yourself in a place where you never intended to be. And so God's calling them out through this prophet. He's saying, you didn't listen to me. But then it says this. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah. Not to be confused with Oprah. That's two completely different things. I just want you to know that. As a Bible scholar, it's very important to me that you know that. The great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezer, Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. So here's Gideon hiding in a wine press, threshing enough wheat as he possibly can so that they avoid starvation. This, this is his life. This is just a day in the life of Gideon. The angel of the Lord appears to him and greets him with this Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. This is an incredible introduction. If you're getting, you're probably wondering to yourself, what, what in the world is going on here? Because this, this doesn't seem like the appropriate uh, greeting, right? Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Huh? What? Who are you talking to? I am afraid. I am hiding in a wine press, threshing just a little bit of wheat so that I can survive for another day or two with my family. I am not a mighty hero. And to his credit, he really wasn't. <laughs> he is not even close to a mighty hero at this point. Gideon, overwhelmed by the enemy, hiding in the wine press, addressed by the angel of the Lord, saying, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. See, what's amazing about this situation is that Gideon has earned himself this label of just inferiority. All right, he is inferior. He is not worthy. 
He is completely overwhelmed. He has not earned anything of any merit yet. He's not anything. He's a total reject. At this moment in time, Gideon has done nothing to merit anything else but that label on his life. Failure. Good for nothing. Not worthy. Rejected. Alone. That's the label that he is walking in. And what's incredible about the way that God moves and the way that God works is that time and time and time and time again, over the course of history, throughout scripture, we see this rhythm, we see this theme, that God uses those who were inferior, those who were overlooked, those who were failures, those who were the outsiders, and he helps them become mighty heroes. Moses, murderer, leaves Egypt as a prince in shame. He's, he's hiding for 40 years in the wilderness. He's become a shepherd. He's nothing. His greatest days are behind him, and he's a total failure. And what happens? God appears to him and says, Moses, you're my guy. You're going to lead my people out of Israel. And Moses responds the same. Who am I? I you got to be kidding me, right? And God turns Moses into a mighty hero. King David, man, the man after God's own heart. When the prophet Samuel goes to Jesse, David's dad, and says, Jesse, the Lord has revealed to me that one of your sons will be the next king of Israel. You know how that, un that, that story unfolds, right? Jesse brings his sons before Samuel. He's excited to see which one will be the king. Samuel goes through all of his sons that he brought to the party and says, Jesse, I'm sorry, None of these men are the one that, that God has anointed. Do you have any other sons? And Jesse's like, oh yeah, David's out in the field. <laughs> he is totally forgotten. His dad wrote him off. He's a total outsider. And that's the guy. That's the guy that God turns into a mighty hero. Jesus himself. Do you realize that when he introduced himself as Jesus of Nazareth, when people heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, they're going, how can Jesus be anything of importance? He's from Nazareth. That's nowhere. In olden days, that would be like saying someone is from Kentucky or from West Virginia. How could anything good come from those places? No. A little? Okay. Michigan? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to liken that to. The idea is he was an outsider. He's an outcast. Nothing good comes from Nazareth except the Son of God, the Messiah, mightiest of heroes. God takes that label of inferiority. Oh, he rips that off and he slaps the label mighty hero. That's what he sees in you. You are a child of God. That is what you are. He has a purpose and a plan created specifically for you. You have gifts and abilities that God has given you that you can use for his glory. What I love about a place like Crossroads is that we have the ability to engage this community with our gifts and abilities. That means if you feel like God's called you to help pour your life into kids or students or be a greeter in our, our, work, our first impression scene, or lead worship and worship arts, or help out with our Celebrate Recovery ministry, helping people get victory over their hurts and habits and their hangups. You have a place to serve. You have a place to thrive and grow and, and become the leader that God has called you to be, a mighty hero. That's what's great. That's the beautiful thing about the local church. That's what brings life, not only to you when you get involved, but the others who you impact. 
you are a mighty hero. Gideon had earned himself the label of inferior, all right? <laughs> he, he did. He's hiding. He hasn't done a thing. And yet God sees him for who he has called him to be. And when he greets him, he doesn't say, hey, Mr. Inferior, hey, Mr. Failure, hey, Mr. Guy hiding in the wine press, threshing some wheat. No. He says, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. See, God gave a label to Gideon in mighty hero that he hadn't earned yet. God saw Gideon for who he was going to be, for the plan that he had for him, and that was how he addressed Gideon. I think that is powerful, and I don't want to miss the significance of that because that's how God sees you. That's how God sees me. In the midst of our failures, in the midst of our insecurity, of being overwhelmed, God is with you, and he sees you for who you are. You are a child of God. So the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon. I love this response. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. This is Gideon just clarifying, hey, this is my reality. This is the world that I live in. Where has God been? My grandparents and great-grandparents told me out these mighty acts of God. I haven't seen them. I feel abandoned. I feel alone. Where is God? Now, ironically, God is actually appearing to Gideon in that moment talking to him. Let's not forget that because that's kind of an awkward moment that's kind of funny in, in itself. And yet we often miss that very thing. We feel like, where is God? And he's, he's right here. He is right with you. He is with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. You've got to seek out that presence of God in, in your life. And, and when you realize that he's given you gifts and abilities, he's given you influence, he's given you a people that you can connect with him, that you can impact the kingdom, impact eternity with, those are the moments where we have to be willing to be obedient, to recognize what God is doing, what he's calling us to, to step out of our comfort zone and become who it is he's called us to be. Because the only way we get there is by willing to be obedient and to step out of our comfort zone. God wants to take you into an amazing place. The only way to that place is by being willing to step out of your comfort zone and, and following Jesus. So what's amazing about this is that even when I feel alone, God is with me. Even when I feel abandoned, even when I feel rejected, I am not alone. Nothing has changed. God is with me. God had not forgotten Gideon. He was watching. He was waiting for just the right time. And he had huge plans for Gideon. And we never know how that's all going to work, but sometimes we get overwhelmed by that feeling of abandonment. We are alone. We feel rejected. And we, we know that all too well. In life, you are going to face rejection. I mean, just, can we just be honest? It's going to happen. I mean, the first one of consequence for me happened when I was in seventh grade. I'm just going to be very vulnerable with you today. My locker was next to Stacy's, and we had a lot of nice conversations. She was very cute, and I thought, this is the moment. I'm in seventh grade. I'm an adult now. This is where my life's going to change. Stacy, hey, you know, we've been talking. <laughs> hey, you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> I'll never forget that response. She smiled, just a huge smile. I'm going, this is happening. It's working. <laughs> Tim, that's so sweet. No, no. <laughs> no. And she walked away. 
reject it. <laughs> Seventh grade romance, flushed down the toilet. It was terrible. Just the worst day of my life. Rejection. <laughs> We've all been there, right? We've all felt that. But God, God doesn't reject you in that way. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. When you draw close to him, he draws close to you. When he says to Gideon, hey, mighty hero, I am with you. And that's a promise that he has made to all of us. He is with you now to the end of the age, to the end of time. He's here. He is with you. And when he calls you to step out of your comfort zone, I'm telling you guys, it's scary. It's not easy. But that's where life is lived to the fullest. That's how you become the mighty hero that he created you to be. And I love that it goes on in verse 14. It says, And the Lord turned to him, and he said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. This seems like such a ridiculous prospect, right? Remember the Midianites, they look like locusts, they strip the land bare, and then they move on. They are the source of all of Israel's pain. They have caused them to enter a life of survival and starvation. And the angel of the Lord is telling Gideon, who's hiding in his wine press, threshing enough wheat to live for a couple days, Gideon, I am with you. Now, on top of that, I want you to go and fight the Midianites, Midianites with the strength that you have. Let me see it, Gideon. Show me what you got. And he's just like, eh? Yes, that's it. Now go. I am sending you. This has to be just an outrageous moment. If you're Gideon, you've been walking around with that label of inferiority your whole life. You're nothing. You're nobody. And yet in that moment when he's still feeling just completely overwhelmed by what God is asking him to do, God is still with him. And I think that rings true for us. I think a lot of times we can sense, we get a, a, an idea of what it is that God's calling us to do, and we try to push that voice away. We try to ignore that because we think, God, that's, that's ridiculous. That's overwhelming. That's a pretty big leap of faith. I can't believe that you would ask me to that place of surrender, that you would ask me to lay that part of my life down and give that to you, that you would ask me to go talk to this person or, or show kindness or show love or to be generous in that way. These are all steps of obedience where God drags us out of our comfort zone little by little, helping us become the mighty hero that he created us to be. That can be overwhelming. And Gideon dealt with this in a huge way. I mean, this is a big deal. Gideon, go fight the Midianites. Go with the strength that you have. Just take that step of faith. I'm sending you. I will be with you. That's the moment where Gideon has to respond. Is he going to do this? Is he going to step out in faith, be obedient, follow God, and become who God has called him to be? Or is he just going to continue hiding in the wine press? We all face that moment. Time and time again, over and over again, we face those moments. Am I going to be willing to be obedient and follow God, become the person he's called me to be, or am I just going to stay in my comfort zone? You guys, life is lived to the fullest when you step out of the comfort zone. Walk with confidence. You are a child of God, and he's called you to this moment in time. You have influence more than you realize. God calls us to lead, lead others toward him. What are you doing with the circle of influence that you've been given to lead others to Jesus? Are you walking in confidence as a child of God, or are you holding back in fear? 
Letting those labels of failure and rejection and being alone and being overwhelmed, letting the culture that, that surrounds us and the people in your life belittle you and put you in a box of you're fired or you're an addict or you've been divorced. There's no way God could use you, right? No, no, not at all. You're a child of God. Be confident in who God is and, and who he's called you to be. Lead. Connect other people with him. He sees you as a mighty hero. And so even when I feel overwhelmed, you guys, God is with me. I love how this story ends in scripture. It says, but Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? Do you know who I am? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting one man. What an incredible moment. Gideon lays it all out there. Everything that he's been holding on to, all of the embarrassment, all of the shame, all of those, those moments of rejection and failure where everyone had looked down on him his whole life because he was the lowest person that you could possibly find. If you could pick on anybody, it would be Gideon. He's saying, God, do you know who I am? I'm a nobody. And he's saying, listen, man, I'm with you. You are going to defeat those Midianites as if you're fighting against one person. Do not be afraid. I've got this. What an incredible moment, a revelation that God gives to Gideon that changes everything. The realization there is even when I feel useless, even when I feel like I am a nobody, I have nothing to offer, God is still with me. I am still his child. Man, I want to end where we started today. 1 John 3, 1 See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. You are dearly and deeply loved by God, and I, I want to challenge you today to walk in confidence in who you are and who God has called you to be. You are not the label that you have given yourself. You are not the label that other people have placed upon you. You are not a failure, you're not a reject. You are good enough. You guys, you can't be holding yourselves back by all of your worst moments in life. That is not how God sees you. We put that label of inferiority on ourselves. God says, no, 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 no. I'm having nothing to do with that label. I see you as a mighty hero. I have a purpose and a plan for you. Walk with confidence because you are my child and I have some great things in store for you. And so I ask you this question as I've been asking it throughout the day. When was the last time obedience drug you outside of your comfort zone? When was the last time you were willing to say, God, I hear what it is you're saying. I see what it is you're calling me to do. And I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone and, and go for it. I'm just gonna believe that you are with me. That's using your influence. That's leading. Whether it's an act of kindness or love to someone in your life who's desperate for that. Whether that's sharing your story of how you encountered Jesus. Whether that's leading the way with generosity. Whatever that looks like to you and, and what God has brought you to. I believe now is your time to step out in obedience and let God take you out of your comfort zone. Walk with confidence as a child of God. I believe that these labels that we give ourselves hold us back. And today, we're going to respond in a little bit different fashion. I got these stickers all up on the front of the stage here today. Hello, my name is. 
pretty simple stuff. We invested thousands of dollars in this response moment. Hello, my name is. I think a lot of times we're, we're like Gideon, where we sense that God's trying to do something special in our lives. He brings us to a sacred moment, and we hold back. Why? Yeah, because I feel like a failure. That's what I see when I look at myself. I label myself, I'm a failure. I'm rejected. I, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. God, not me. You know who I am? Do you know all my sin? Do you know my shame? Do you know my past? Do you know I've, I've been fired? I'm an addict. I'm divorced. God, you can't use me. I'm an outsider. No, that's, that's who God loves to use. And when God sees you, he doesn't see that label. No. You're a child of God. You're a mighty hero. He has a beautiful purpose and a beautiful plan for your life. And, and that happens when we're willing to lay these labels down, stop holding back, lay all down the fears and the insecurities, lay those down at the feet of Jesus, and let him drag us outside of our comfort zone. And so in response today, I'm going to close in prayer. And as we sing this last song, I'm just going to ask you to respond in this way. Whatever label that you've been giving yourself, you've just been wearing it as a badge of honor, failure, overwhelmed, afraid, insecure, rejected, outsider, outcast, whatever it is that's been holding you back. I believe today we're called to lay that down at the feet of Jesus and allow ourselves to walk out of this room today, wherever you're watching this, whether it's at Mishawaka or St. Peter online, walking out of this moment as a mighty hero, being willing to be obedient and let God call us out of our comfort zones to follow him. So as we respond in worship today, I invite you to come forward, write down whatever label it is that's been holding you back and just stick that right on the front wall. Leave it here at the front of the church today at the altar. Lay that down at the feet of Jesus and leave today walking with your head held high, confident that you are a child of God. You are a mighty hero. God, I thank you today for who you are, for the incredible love that you have for us. I'm amazed that you are the God who sees us for what you have created us for, who we can be, not what we are, not what we've been. It's an incredible thing to realize that you, you see us as not just your children, which is incredible in and itself, but you see us as mighty heroes. You see us for what we can be. And so God, I'm asking that you would give us the courage to be obedient, to be willing to step out of our comfort zones to follow you, to listen for your voice and be ready to lead. I pray that you would help us to be willing to just lay down the labels that we've been holding on to, letting go of all of our fears, our failures, our insecurities, the lies that we've been walking in that the devil tells us that we're not good enough, that there's no way you could use us, that there's no way we could walk in your love. God, those are lies where the devil tries to isolate us and overwhelm us. But the reality is, Jesus, you are here and you are with us and we are yours. So God, give us the courage to walk with confidence knowing that we are your children and help us be willing, God, to lay these things down at your feet today. We love you and we praise you. We pray this in your name. Amen.